Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. And we welcome you to today's show. All right, hello and welcome to episode 17. How are you, young man? All right. It's good. This is kind of like my unofficial day off, so I'm pretty chill. How about you? Well, it's not my unofficial day off, but I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. It's good to, to be back into the swing of podcasting. We sometimes keep some in the bank if we're busy, and we have been busy. We have. This is the, a podcast. We haven't done a podcast in a while. Well, we released one last week, but actually sitting down, you yeah, and I yeah, together, yeah. Actually and, and doing it quite some time. Mm. So it's good to be back. Um, what, Baz, have you been up to? What, what's been going on? Well, you and I and uh, a few of our pastors from around here, we went off to the Uniting Leaders 2016 conference, ULC 2016. First of uh, the bunch, I I, I gather, is going to be a regular thing. And um, about 150 United Church pastors or so from around Australia, up in the beautiful sunny Gold Coast. It was hard work, wasn't it? (laughs) It was tough. And... And we're gonna we're gonna spend a bit of time on this episode. Just uh, I'm debriefing a little bit like that. So yep. if you're a, a UCA minister and and you went, then you might want to pipe in and and uh, share a bit of your own reflection. Send us an email or something like that, and mm. just say, hey, this is what I thought is important. But you and I, we we're just gonna sit and do a bit of time of reflecting on the United Leaders Conference and and what it meant to us and how we've unpacked it during mm. that time because you came as you know, a, a, a young man led to an old man's game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt a bit out of my league, really. <laughs> so there was uh, you, uh, Tim and Ash, who were my pastors here at, at 22 years of age. And then it really went up to about 27 and then about 30. And then it jumped really quite highly <laughs> up to the 40s, didn't it? Very yeah, quickly. the senior pastors. The senior pastors. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed. It. I remember I, I rocked up and and really first off with that we were at New Life Uniting Church, which is an amazing man. It, I looked at it and said, you know what, this is incredible. And then we arrive and they give us a plate and we get this roast lunch. Like first of all, New Life just know how to do hospitality well. They made everyone else look bad because they did it so well and they <laughs> fed us so so well. So and for you, the <laughs> most important thing. Other than Jesus dying on the cross for your sin, there's food in your stomach. Let's it really face it. adds to my discernment. I just <laughs> felt Jesus say, you know what, this is home. <laughs> this well, is I, home. I must admit, I, I hopped off the plane and thought, I, I feel the Spirit calling. Yeah, I think every every minister did, every pastor thought, yeah, this, this is where I need to be. But obviously, no, we have to come home and we're going to reflect upon some of the things that we enjoyed um, about conferences. Other, other than the food. Well, food was number one. Two was an amazing facility. Good staff, really friendly. Yep. Great. I, I was kind of blown away by their facilities. Their cafe was pretty cool. Car park, they had this huge big gazebo thing rocking. It's a great church. But upon coming home, Baz, what were some of the things that, uh, upon reflection, that you really enjoyed about conference? Well, uh, I, I enjoyed getting to know people. Mm. And so I, I think I, because um, we had a large cohort of of ministers from South Australia go. We yep. had a bit of an incentive with that. It was co-sponsored by the Synod of South Australia. And so we had a fairly large contingent. And I reckon by about Tuesday night, I thought, you know what? I love the South Australian people, <laughs> but I already kind of know them. Like we're not a big state. 
It's not hard. And I love hanging out with them because there's some great mates that I'd love to hang out with. But you know what? I kind of want to meet some new people. Mm. So by Wednesday, I was thinking, all right, my job today is to go up and say hello mm. to as many different people <laughs> as I could possibly find. So I was looking around the room and going, I don't know you. You look like an interesting cat. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have a, a chat with you. And right off the bat, uh, I was um, lining up for a real coffee because they had they had the church coffee. Yeah. And then you could go and buy the real coffee. From their cafe. From their cafe. So they were, they were winning on both fronts. Uh, but I, but I, as I was standing in line, I noticed another conference person behind me. And I said, you can't stand instant either. And then we we're away. Yeah. And so I had a, a conversation uh, with a guy from um, uh, Sydney who, who was staying at our hotel, but we didn't know. And, uh, and, and his wife was in ministry and he's a lawyer and it was a, a fantastic time. But just getting to know people who are doing ministry in different circumstances in different ways, uh, that was a great time for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that. Well, see, you already knew people. I worked at the conference, didn't know anyone, so I was in the same position, but everyone I met, hey, I don't know who you are, who are you? And that was enjoyable for me. I didn't realise um, the calibre of leader I was sitting around a lunchroom table with. I was sitting there and there were ministers from all over my state. It was awesome. Um, and I remember one of them said to me, now, now, Jordan, as a young person, what do you reckon that young people can learn from older people? And I just said everything, absolutely everything. You've got years and years of wisdom um, and mistakes that you've made teach me how to not do those mistakes and teach me how, how in the world I can lead better. And that was, for me, was awesome. Just to sit around and just pick people's brains, probably ask too many questions. Um, but uh, I think as, a, as a, a senior minister and you're talking to a young person, uh, the amount of questions is never an issue. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, that for me was one of the biggest things, was just sitting around with, with other pastors, other leaders, other ministers, and just asking questions, in networking with them, hearing their story, just figuring out where they're from, and just sharing awesome food in amongst them all as well. It was just, that for me was a huge takeaway. Well, I mean, I, 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 just, I just love when God gives you glimpses of what he's doing in other people mm. that, you, that you can somehow store in your heart and go, that's really cool. Yeah. Like we went for a 45 minute walk to get Mexican. <laughs> and, and the Mexican was worth it. Let's let's get it. But it was a long walk, it was a long walk. and and we, we we invited some people from the hotel, mm. um, not random people, people who are actually from the conference. <laughs> but we could have done random. That would have been cool. Um, but um, and, and one was a guy from New South Wales, just outside of uh, Sydney. A different guy from the other one, and he he's in a town of three thousand people, but they can uh, afford to employ him full time, mm. and another ministry agent full-time wow. and they're looking at employing another part-time person <laughs> as well and I'm doing how do you do that we, he goes well we're in a holiday destination so you know in, in the you know in the in the peak holiday we, we swell a lot yeah I said but he said as a church we've just been working really hard at at, um, at uh, reaching out to the people in the community mm. And so when you think of that, you go, oh, wow, a community of 3,000 people, that's, mm. that doesn't give you a great target group. But that hasn't stopped them. And, yeah. and for that, that speaks to my heart. I don't know about you, because you're mm. ministering in a, in a town of about well, 4,000 maybe. 
oh, if you count every other 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 town around us, if you oh, okay. just count our town, it's it's. What what is it, what is it? Miller. Well, the pop, the population size on the sign as you drive in says five hundred people. Five hundred. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> you're in a <laughs> you're in a town of five hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know we can let that number uh, inhibit what we think that God can do. And so what I love talking about. To, to this fellow uh, minister as we were doing our 45-minute walk. There was no hint in his thing that the size of the town should limit the mm. amount of ministry they were doing, yeah. that the pool of people was not uh, a limiting factor. And, and that spoke deeply to mm. me mm. as I was going, you're, you're right. I mean, here I am in Gula, you know, sitting in a town of 22,000 people, mm. thinking, well, that's not a really big pool of people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then you, you meet this guy and he goes, a town of... 3,000, you go, yeah, that's right. God can just do what God yeah, wants, to, wants do. to do. And and so I needed to allow God to grow my faith in that way. Mm-hmm. And so that that communication and that networking between um, uh, other peers was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, there was a, a real tone of, of, of honesty throughout the whole conference. There wasn't much that was uh, projected and overcompensated. It was just, it was what it was. And for me, that is something that I always appreciate. So there was um, a real theme of, of taking care of yourself as a leader. There's a real theme of, um, well, there was that really bold statement that we probably heard before um, if you've been in Christian circles, that healthy churches are led by healthy leaders. Mm. Um, and, and that would kind of came through a fair bit. Um, but I re- what I really enjoyed was that the speakers that we had and the electives that were run um, were done in such a way they were quite vulnerable. They were quite open about even their struggles, and I love it when a keynote speaker is willing to be humble and just say it like it is, and I think that they did that. Um, I think a couple of the key electives that I went to, I appreciated that as well. Looking at these leaders that I sat around and had lunch with, then go up to this elective and just pour their heart out and share their struggles and how God came through, I think for me is important. I haven't gone through a major crisis in my ministry yet, but I know that when I do, I'm I'm not alone. I'm in good company with other people and that there is light at the end of the tunnel. So I think that honesty and that vulnerability of what, who I would say are senior leaders, not by age, but by their experience, are senior leaders, and them share, you know what, we've gone through some really rough times and God has been faithful through that. For me, that's important. Mm. For I know there will come a time where I'll go through crisis and I can lean back on that teaching and lean back on that experience of what other people have shared and apply that to my journey as well. Yeah, for me, the, the pondering was, and I, and I, and for me, it was a great time of refreshing. I yeah. mean, I just loved to get there and 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 just worship and, and yeah. not have to lead anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love leading stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, you preached last night. I was so keen to preach last night. Oh, dude, <laughs> it showed, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you did a great job. But, um, uh you know, so I love the upfront stuff, mm. and and not because I like the glory, just because I love the way that the Spirit of God can use me in those situations. Mm. But to actually sit down and, and to worship and not have to worry about the projection or the sound yeah, yeah. or the music, because you know, we we both play in the band in different times as well, and you know, and not have to worry about notices or whatever else is going on, communion, um, then and just sit back and allow myself to worship. Genuinely and truly, like I was, you know, just a young pleb off the street. It was, mm. That was fantastic to me. 
The, but the thing that got me pondering about the healthy leader and healthy church sort of statement, which is, is, is true, but for me, it's, oh, how do you measure that? Mm. Like, like ha, one, how do you measure your own spiritual health? Is it just by feeling about how, how close to God you're feeling at this point in time? Mm. Uh, and if you're going through a, you know, a period where God is refining you, that feeling doesn't feel <laughs> particularly good. And we talked about that, so we're not going to touch on it along way but how then do you know that your church is healthy now their response was that your church would be growing Mm. and and i think again that's an easy thing to say um but when you're in a in a resource poor congregation Mm. but either financially or people based um and and you're leading out of your strengths and you're leading out of your health you're not necessarily going to see that the church is going to flourish quickly just because you're in a healthy space. Now, I think you being in a healthy space for a long period of time can lead your church into that position. But I'm not sure that, you know, just me being in a healthy space now is, you know, it's about making those healthy choices Mm. and about doing it over a long period of time Mm. that I think actually brings the fruit. And I think they were missing that kind of back end of it uh, to give it a bit more clarity. Well, for me, I actually, I, I, I tend to do this. I, I actually add bits to what they're saying. So I take the scaffolding and I build upon it. And I think for me, the question that came out was actually, well, what defines church growth? Because when you hear those words, you instantly think uh, attendance on a Sunday. That's a really poor um, response when someone says church growth, that we do that. But as leaders, that's what we do. Where our default is church growth in, as in regards to attendance on a Sunday. But when I look at this statement of healthy leaders um, have healthy churches and healthy churches have healthy leaders, um, and that a way that we define a healthy church is by its growth, um, I look at that as, as a pastor and say, well, I know when I'm in a real good groove with God, when I'm in a good spot with God, all of a sudden I start seeing people take steps in their faith journey. So those who I am interacting with, those that I'm trying to empower, those that I'm even praying with, I actually feel that there are seasons when I'm praying for someone, or even laying hands on them, that there will be um, there will be some significance to that prayer. But there will be times when I'm maybe not in the best spot, where that prayer might fall really flat. And I, of course, knowing that really the prayer is just a, an avenue for someone else to connect with God, that there's no power really in what you say it's all in what god does but i think for me that i even though i would love to see my church to be seated at capacity on a sunday what i think i want more and i think this does speak into a healthy leader what i want more really is to see people engage with god and that might be just the people that i've got right now mm-hmm. so my congregation um a ladder in their years yep. they're, they're a little bit older but it doesn't mean that I've given up on them and thinking they can't still experience incredible things with God. And I think my desire as a pastor is, is to see them become everything that God has created them to be. You know, that's the vision statement that we have at Gaul, and I do. I transferred that to my ministry in Hawaii. Mm. And I want to see that. And I think that I would define myself as a, as a healthy leader when I start seeing those things happen. I want to see people take steps. And sometimes... 
it might be, and we spoke about this in, in Discipleship Blues, that people are going through a rough spot. But that rough spot might be God's refinement. Mm. I'm not going to see that as that, oh, well, I'm leading poorly. No, no, maybe God's doing something profound in their life. So I had to, as I was hearing uh, the keynote speakers at the conference talk about that healthy church, healthy, healthy leader, I needed to remind myself that that isn't church attendance necessarily, even though that is also a very good indicator but also seeing people take steps in their faith to where God wants them to be. And I think as a healthy leader, I want to see that more than just bums on seats. Mm-hmm. And, and I like, I mean, uh, you didn't go to the senior leaders um, part, but when we had our meal on the Thursday night, we had a, a AOG pastor come mm. in and share with us. And, and one of the things that he talked about health is um, that, we're actually meant to be healthy spiritually but and emotionally but also physically so Mm. he was really big on the fact that we should be physically fit people Mm. uh, which challenged me a little and um, but also that we should be family fit as Mm. well and so to be a healthy leader is to have not just your spiritually be spiritually fit and emotionally and and physically but you should also be fit with your family Mm. which means that you know all those sort of things should be in balance and then out of that you do your ministry and um and so i mean i've been really good at at all of those really except from the physical fitness part (laughs) um but uh you know I i think that looking at yourself and saying well am i uh Am I in the best shape possible mm. in all those areas to do what God wants me to do and to yeah. lead the way that God wants me to lead? And that was a really helpful thing for me. Yeah, well, as I look back on my, my notes that I just took in between sessions, that was one of the things that came through for me, even, not, even though I didn't go to that elective that you went to. I didn't, um, the Spirit was speaking. The Spirit <laughs> was just kind of saying to me, Jordan, how are you being healthy in every single one of these areas? You know, you look at your, your health socially, your health physically, mentally, spiritually. How, how, how are you healthy? Because I felt like God was saying, I need you firing on all cylinders. Because if you're depleted in one, that's going to really um, put, a, put a weight upon your ministry that you don't need. So it's a huge challenge. But really, as we kind of <laughs> wrap up this episode, I think we could reflect for hours on, on what we enjoyed about conference. But I think for us, going to this conference was important. Because one, what it was, we said to our church councils, we're going to go for a week. Would you, would you consider sending us? And they did. They let us go, which was a great blessing. Mm. And it showed to them that leaders do need time off and leaders do need professional development. When we went there, we didn't have to lead anything. And that was important too. I think as leaders, and I, I feel this now as I'm stepping up in my ranks as a pastor, that you are leading more than ever. That you lead almost every service in one way or another even when you're not leading and you're just sitting you're all leading. of a sudden you're still leading because someone will ask you a question from the stage and you have to respond you have to be attentive you know you have to do things it was enjoyable to sit back in the ranks to be to, to have you know spiritual food physical food friendships all in the same room was important and i would encourage all pastors if you can at least once a year book off at least a week and go do something and it might even be that you just go and do it yourself you go away for a week um, as a bit of a retreat or whether you go to a conference or whatever you do i would encourage you find some space just to sit and to be not have to lead anything but just be there be fed be encouraged i think for us that was a real benefit we walked away being rested because we're on the gold coast and it was beautiful 
we we walked away feeling refreshed because we were fed and didn't have to lead and we walked away with new friendships from other professionals that are in our field mm. so I, I think i think um there is great value in it and you know as pastors it's easy to i think that the church cannot do without you and mm. and not take holidays and not take uh, conference time but but the thing that that surprises me is the the ministers that i see who are leading larger churches and larger churches actually take this time off more and more mm. and so yes it's professional development but it's also a spiritual refreshing for them mm. and so they they tend to make room in a in an even more busy schedule than what i've got for these kinds of things because they know the value of how god can speak to them through it mm. and i think for the united church conference i, I loved it yeah. I, I thought it was great i thought uh, it was it was refreshing to have um, the worship the way that we did um, more than what we're used to in a normal gathering mm. of uniting church people and and so that was uh, very uplifting for me um, but uh, it was just a, it was a joy uh, to get away have a bit of a circuit break reflect ponder and then and then come back ready to do what God wants us to do here yeah. so I, I, I trust that you've enjoyed our musing <laughs> our reflection on uh, on the leadership uh, uh, conference that we went to and uh, we trust that uh, you will continue to allow God to speak to you wherever you are uh, for his grace and for his glory. Mm. And so until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast where we seek to be a help to the everyday church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.